It's the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent as we broadcast for the first time here on the show from Water Valley. Welcome in to the Tuesday edition of the All Southern Show. I am John Rawl, and we are in the North Mississippi town of Water Valley. And we'll tell you a little bit more. We have a special insider who's joining me here in hour one of today's Y'all Show to tell us a little bit more about the history and what's going on in the WV. And that would be the teller of tales from Takabola. He's come from around the holler to join us here on the Y'all Show today. Jerry Short, welcome back to the Y'all Show in the flesh, sir. Well, glad to see you. I forgot what you look like been so long. Yeah, I know. We try to keep our distance. but I know. That's sometimes that's the best. You know, this isn't all that far from Takapola, so we have you here today to kind of let us know about the history and what all is going on in Water Valley. There's some stuff going on in Water Valley in 2019 of note. If you read the newspaper, some, some kind of business goings on between a business person and the city here we'll tell you about that kind of a intriguing thing here on this tuesday y'all the state of the union day across the country and jerry i'll get your take on that it's always fun to catch up with jerry but now on a a day where we've got everybody focused on washington dc i wonder what the folks back in takapola think of the state of the union and what what all this government shutdown nonsense means if you want to reach us here on the y'all show our number is 803-816- 1170 our website is y'all.com y-a-l-l.com and on instagram and twitter we're at y'all show and jerry uh, we're just glad to have you to talk about water valley place you know a little bit about so just before we get into the headlines give folks a little bit more of a glimpse of what water valley is well water valley is one of the towns that you would uh drive through it today and you wouldn't recognize what it looked like a hundred years ago uh, at the turn of the 20th century, Water Valley was uh, the most populated town in uh, North Mississippi, uh, in the metropolitan, so to speak. Quote: How many? How many people? They had about 20,000 people in the metropolitan area, all the way around it. The town itself had uh, about 11 to 12,000. Uh, it was a home of the Illinois Central Railroad yard shops, and uh, they had a turntable there. Uh, it was also Kraft Cheese had a tremendous plant there. And uh, at one time, just before then, it had uh, the world's largest of all things, twine factory. So it was a lot going on, a lot of industry. People were moving in. Tradesmen from Sweden were moving in some of the old houses here. If you go around the town, you'd think the town had a population probably of at least nine to eight or 9,000 today because of what's left. And most of it's really been torn down down Main Street. They had... Uh, they had two hotels that were four stories tall. One of them, another one was three stories. And uh, they also had two major theaters, uh, picture shows, as we preferred to call them then. But uh, one of them had the largest screen in North Mississippi, the Grand, and it burned, and the other one was a Valley Theater. So uh, what you see today and what it uh, was, it, it, I would say uh, after World War II, it had probably dropped down to uh, – uh, well, I remember it was 3,300 people, and uh, that's about the population today. And all that occurred because of uh, taxation. Ah, taxation. Forefathers raised the taxes, drove the industries out, railroad yards went to Paducah, Kentucky, craft cheese went north, and uh, that did that. So Water Valley dried up, and about all you had was widows sitting on front porches and retired railroad engineers and workers were uh, deceased yeah and unfortunately that same 
kind of effect has happened more than once not just to water valley there's plenty of towns have been truly uh, just obliterated by bad decisions by politicians and such and that's what happened in that town of course the civil war didn't help out in a lot of the south either we're talking with jerry we're going to keep talking about water valley mississippi as we go through this hour and learn more about this little spot in not yallabusha but yallabusha county in north mississippi but jerry let's start off talking about tonight's state of the union address this was an address that i think was supposed to happen last week but because of the government shutdown and the pelosi v trump showdown she denied him a chance to give the state of the union and now it's going to happen tonight in the nation's capital and what's uh, what are the folks back in Takapola saying about what's going on with the government well you know how uh, state of the union's changed it's evolved over time and Back, uh, back to the older people, you know, they just, just, it was just something that would appear in the Memphis newspaper mm-hmm. that you would read what the president may have said or what he passed on. But however, it has become something that I think everyone has uh, got a ear turn that way for tonight because the showdown you just mentioned between Nancy Pelosi and the president, uh, it may appear tonight more in uh, facial expressions from uh, the the left side of the room, I would think. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, and I think most everybody else around this area is also. Yeah, what what? How did the government shutdown affect not only Yalabusha County and Water Valley, but uh, those over in Takapola? Well, you know, I don't think it really affected it at all because uh, it's not that many government employees in this area, mm-hmm. and uh, you know what do they say? Essential and non-essential workers. Yeah. So they kept. Uh, the essential workers working and wonder why non-essential workers work anyway but uh that uh if we had anybody we had non-essential uh the mail continued to run just like always run being an old terminology obviously yeah. but uh you know things of that nature that you use the government for every now and then you might try to look something up uh on the internet that was uh shut down because of the uh Shut down. That you couldn't find some kind of information if you needed it, but it wasn't anything really important. I don't think so. I don't think. I think it was real minimal. Yep. Well, we are glad that it didn't go over. How are the cows? Did the cows stop working? And uh, cows? I don't think they knew about it. It didn't get passed <laughs> down, but uh, they're still mooing and ready to make steak. Yeah. Well, again, the State of the Union tonight in Washington D.C. and be fun to see. The reactions there, you have the former candidate for governor in in Georgia, rather, Stacey Abrams, is going to be given the Democratic response to President Trump's State of the Union. And here's something, Jerry, I don't know if you saw this, but Rick Scott, the newly elected senator from Florida, he's going to take the father of a teenager who died in the Parkland school shooting from last year to the State of the Union address. And he's bringing Andrew Pollack to the speech and his daughter, Meadow, was one of the 17 killed at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School. And I've seen I've seen Mr. Pollock in the news uh, many times since his daughter was gunned down last year on Valentine's Day. He actually has gone to the White House, and President Trump has recognized Mr. Pollock, Andrew Pollock, and his sons were also with him at the White House observance of the absolute brutal killing there in South Florida. But now we're seeing... Mr. Pollock, go to Florida, go from Florida to D.C. for this address. And again, 17 folks killed as we approach Valentine's Day in a few days, the one-year anniversary of the murders there at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in South Florida. 
Well, I, you know, I didn't say that, but there's things there that uh, are missed also. It, I think the uh, sheriff's department security didn't go on in the building, but they uh, released him, but he's still drawing his uh, retirement, which is mm-hmm. a pretty good lump sum. And it's things that uh, it's, they're going to happen, uh, unfortunately. And you can go back to the early 20s when one blew up in Michigan, blew up. Yeah, tell us about that. You've told me before the, yeah. the most deadly – what is it? It's supposed to the most deadly school uh, attack, let's call it, uh, on record. And it happened in uh, Michigan just out of, uh, um, forget the name of the town. It started with a B. However, it was a guy that was, uh, he got disillusioned. Uh, he got fired. He was on a school board. And they had him. He was also a contractor. And he was working over there. And he laced the school. It was like a two, three-story uh, brick school. In the 20s, mm-hmm. he laced it with dynamite. He dynamited his house. He killed his wife, and he went and he he, he parked next to a wagon where he had dynamite all in. He shot it with a rifle, blew it up. It blew half of the school up. He had intentions of blowing the whole school up, but he didn't blow the whole school up, and it was something like, you know, I may be off on this 40 people killed. A little bit more. It has, has, the Bath School Disaster Bath, is what it's known. It happened May 18th of 1927 in Bath Township in Michigan, where 38 school children were killed and six adults, and also, I think, 58 people were injured. Mm-hmm. And his wife killed, I think. Yeah, 45 total deaths. Mm-hmm. And then he killed himself, didn't he? That I don't know, but it happened in Bath, did. Michigan, mm-hmm. Bath Township, Michigan, the Bath School Disaster, and you told me about that before. Yeah. And uh, I had, I had I knew about that for some reason from the shooting. A friend of mine is a principal at Pearl, Mississippi, where they had a shooting. Four or five were killed, and uh, he had informed me of that. He goes around speaking at schools on prevention of uh, those kind of situations. Yeah. Well, Mr. Pollock, I didn't realize until reading the story here about Mr. Pollock from Florida, who's attending the State of the Union tonight, he actually was appointed by – Rick Scott, when Governor Scott was still in charge of Florida as a governor, in the closing days, he took a role in Florida on their education board as Scott appointed him to that. He also appeared, I didn't realize this, he appeared in some ads for Rick Scott as he ran for U.S. Senate in 2018. But he'll be there alongside others. And what did I see? The Democrats are bringing in a bunch of illegal I think I saw something about that. I heard it on uh, XM radio today. Yeah. And, uh, they, they plan on, uh, you know, it becomes a show, uh, it just becomes a big show. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's what they'll make it. And mm-hmm. so you can look for, uh, whatever Trump's for, they'll be on the other side and they'll be trying to showcase it. All right. Well, Jerry, on Monday's y'all show, we had you on to talk about Ralph Northam of Virginia, the governor who's in battle now after the, a photo leaked out over the weekend showing him from his medical school yearbook in 1984 and he says no that photo was not me but oh by the way the same year i did have blackface on in a michael jackson contest have you ever been in a michael jackson contest uh, i hardly ever even watched michael jackson uh i'm still wondering why lisa uh presley married michael jackson but that's as close as i've come to michael jackson but i understand he didn't put a lot of uh of uh polish on because it was hard to get off he only had a little bit on that's what he said well Mm -hmm. now sherrod brown he's a senator from ohio who is 
he's taking he's going to run for president i didn't realize this was official because it's kind of been overlooked by the super bowl and such but now brown has entered the race in 2020 democratic nominee perhaps and on sunday he decided to take a shot at president trump calling out the president blaming the president for stirring a racial divide in the country amid the mounting scandal over virginia's governor and this yearbook photo he said during an interview on meet the press that trump has built his political career on playing racial politics and that his business empire and that of Trump's father employed widespread housing discrimination. He said, quote, we have a president who's a racist. You know, I must be living in an alternate universe because uh, what they say and what they're thinking and what they, uh, what they say about racism, 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 I don't see it. Yeah. And I, can't, I just I, I can't put a handle on it. Yeah. Well, that's what Brown says. Of course, he's one of about maybe eight declared democratic candidates right now and they're all jockeying for position in the early stages and we're just now into february remember the guy who's sitting in the white house right now donald trump he didn't officially enter the race of 2016 until mid-june it might have been june 21st of 2015 so that's like four months from now to when we hit that spot and no telling how many more People are going to be jumping in on the Democratic side. We just saw over the weekend Tulsi Gabbard of Hawaii announced. Of course, she's got experience in the military. And I'm starting to lose track of who all's declared. Have you declared, Jerry? Oh, uh, no, but I'm thinking about it. But unfortunately, I'm going to have to go independent or Republican <laughs> one or the other. I won't be one of those 40 on the other side. You'd be like Mr. Starbucks. Yeah, I'm going to be like Except uh, in the pocketbook, Starbucks pocketbook's not quite the same. Yeah. We're talking with Jerry Short here on this Y'all Special Edition as we're broadcasting from Watcher Valley, Mississippi. And we're having a good time learning more about this spot in North Mississippi. And we're continuing on with a combination of headlines and political talk and a little old school talk with Jerry Short here. Glad to have him on. I'll tell you what, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we've got some interesting information on well, we just had the Super Bowl this past weekend. We've got some ratings numbers coming in. I'm sure President Trump's watching those numbers closely. And also, if you're kind of down in the dumps because football season is over, well, guess what? We have a surprise. There's a brand new football league getting ready to kick off this weekend. And we're going to tell you some of the matchups of the Alliance Football League that's coming up in uh, several southern towns this weekend and jerry just for you i've got some information on shaquille o'neal shaquille o'neal shaq and he's got something that might be of interest to you so we'll tell you about all that when we come right back on the y'all show There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint Unlimited and enjoy a great wireless plan at an amazing price. For a limited time, make the switch to Sprint and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That means five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line. That's a savings of more than $1,000 your first year over Verizon and AT&T. Hurry to a Sprint store, visit Sprint.com Unlimited, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Make the switch to Sprint today and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That's five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line from Sprint, a network built for Unlimited. This is a limited time offer, so act now. 
After 131-2020, pay $32 per month per line for five lines of unlimited basic with auto pay. Savings compared to Verizon Go Unlimited and AT&T Unlimited and more for five lines. Features differ. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. So maybe you've got a big love for your sweetheart, but a small budget. Hey, we've got your Valentine's Day covered. Now with Sherry's Berries, you can love big and save big. Because now for just $19.99 plus shipping, you can treat your sweetheart to delicious dipped Valentine's strawberries. Watch her light up when she gets these ripe, juicy, delicious berries. Freshly dipped in dark, white, and milk chocolatey goodness. And covered in decadent toppings like chocolate chips and hard and glitter sprinkles. Only from Sherry's Berries. Just $19.99 plus shipping. And don't stop there because for another $19.99, you can add a dozen red roses to those amazing dipped berries shipped together at no extra charge to make her Valentine's Day unforgettable. That's Sherry's Berries for only $19.99 plus shipping and a dozen red roses for just $19.99 more. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to berries.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, and enter code 1000. That's berries.com, click on the mic, enter code 1000. Berries.com, code 1000. show talk with a southern accent with your host john rawl and the teller of tales from takapola way and water valley ways with us right now mr short short stories himself jerry short i'm john rawl and we are in water valley in this special wv edition of the all southern program and jerry for those who are just now joining us water valley it's about uh, what 20 minutes away from oxford mm. it's about 40 minutes from tupelo it's about an hour roughly hour southeast of memphis tennessee and it has history but it's had ups and downs just like a lot of southern cities and we're going to continue kind of giving you a refresher for those of us who aren't necessarily up on our water valley ease as we roll through this first hour with jerry want to remind folks in hour two of today's y'all show matt hearman's the barrister of bodacious barbecue will be stopping by and he's going to continue talking about sauces and we did a good job last week with matt getting a bunch of places east of the mississippi river but we didn't get to the friends west of the mississippi and so we're going to talk about barbecue sauces with the barrister of bodacious barbecue any good barbecue around here in water valley jerry oh we got a place that uh they're open about uh Two and a half days a week, I think. So, <laughs> and what days would those be? <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you got to guess. I think I actually know the the venue you're talking about, and I've seen this. It, it's a place that I enjoyed from time to time when it was in another town, but now they've come to Water Valley and they've kind of taken on their own hours. Yeah, I can't I can't figure it out because uh, 
you know, they'll be open on Sunday, but they'll be closed on Monday, and they'll be closed on Tuesday. Then they might be open on Thursday. Then they'll be closed on even Friday, which would be a good night. And this is a recurring theme because we were talking pre-show about another place in our in, in Water Valley that closed the entire month of January. Yeah, there was a, there was a place there that uh, had taken over an old uh, five and dime Ben Franklin store and, and converted it into a uh, uh, kind of an old timey restaurant type theme and. They uh they took off for the whole month of January. They're from uh I think they're from up north somewhere. And they came in and Oh, they're they, from Holly Springs? Uh I think it might be a little further north than that. Ah. It might be even further north than Jackson, Tennessee ah. or or might be further north than Louisville, Kentucky. I don't know. F- further north than Fulton, Kentucky. Yeah, okay at least. All right. Well, Jerry, we're going to learn more about Water Valley. Let me continue looking at some stuff going on in the southeast right now and Hey, did you watch the Super Bowl? Did you watch the whole thing? I watched the last three minutes. Well, I guess your numbers might count. The numbers are out on viewers and the Super Bowl Super Bowl broadcast, and the numbers are down, Jerry. According to Nielsen and Deadline Hollywood, the game scored a nationwide rating share of 44.9, and that's in 68 metered markets, and that's a 5.2% drop from Super Bowl 52 which had the New England Patriots in that game, too. Mm. I think maybe uh, people are just getting overloaded with New England. Uh, you can just go there so many times, and I don't care how good you are or what kind of season you've had or if you're Tom Brady or whoever you are. You know, it just gets to be the same old, same old, same old. Plus, what happened with the uh, situation on the national anthem, that probably pulled some of the ratings down also because I've heard lots of people say they wouldn't watch pro football anymore because of that so you know a lot of things go into it and i don't know how the commercial ratings did that's what uh, they usually could gather around for so you may have a handle on that somewhere but uh, i didn't see any commercials i don't think i just saw that last last three minutes and uh, it really didn't to be an exciting finish it really didn't seem super bullish to me no kind of a preseason atmosphere uh-huh. well the halftime show featured the band maroon five the lead singer of that is adam levine he's one of the stars of the show the voice and jerry here's a guy who i guess is kind of buff in his physique and he took his shirt off during the performance and he's got tattoos all over his entire torso including the words california which is his home state yeah across his belly button area and i've seen some funny things show up on facebook after this of guys who like took a pen and wrote their home state by their belly button it didn't quite seem quite as sexy i guess no and i think maybe older fans are getting just a little bit uh uh, worn out with some of that kind of uh shenanigans that go on with uh it's a millennial situation that we're in, so <laughs> it may be a change at the guard uh, for who watches these uh, Super Bowls from now on, even though Super Bowl parties will probably continue. Yeah. Well, I will give the NFL a little bit of credit. I was very down on the NFL for a long time because it seemed like the Super Bowl halftime show, which is the greatest showcase of entertainment all year, it's the, it's the only time that you have these kind of gigantic – viewers on watching on television or at the game and it's our event the nfl and the super bowl is truly a unique american experience and only one so-called feature artist gets that spotlight every year 
And for a couple of years in a row there, Jerry, they had all these people in this prime spot, the most coveted spot, and they weren't even American. And right. that just drove me crazy. Except in the last few years, that we've seen Katy Perry, we've seen Lady Gaga, and now Maroon 5. I'm ready for some good country music artists to show up at halftime of the Super Bowl. But at least they are Americans, to the NFL's credit. Well, I know I'm really dating myself, but... Uh, Don't I'm date not... yourself. Is that legal in Mississippi to date yourself? Mm, most everything's legal in Mississippi. Okay, so I know <laughs> I knew you could date your cousins. Yeah, you can, you can date some. Maybe even your siblings. If, if you're close. Yeah. But... Uh, I've never heard of, what did you say, Maroon 5? Maroon 5. I've I, I never heard of them. Well, that's and, okay. I, I don't know any of their music, but I know that guy because he's on, I think it's The Voice, and he's very, very talented, very very stylish as well. But you rip the shirt off, and I guess some people really found that to be exciting, and some said, oh, my gosh, give me a break. Well, they thought it was another uh, – uh, Janet Jackson situation. I guess. <laughs> yeah, she did. She did a little less than ripping her shirt off, <laughs> yeah. and uh, boy, that caused quite a scene with good old Memphis boy Justin Timberlake. That's right. In two thousand four, hard to believe that that's been that long, but that was the Super Bowl that that Goodness was gracious. a part of. But yes, the viewing numbers for the Super Bowl are down a bit here in twenty nineteen. Well, if you are down about not having NFL football to watch. Jerry, there's a brand new football league that gets going this Saturday. We've got the lineup of the first week of the Alliance of American Football. The Alliance season begins Saturday, and we've got some early one early game and then a couple of games that all start at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. The early game, the official start of the inaugural season of the Alliance, features the Birmingham Iron hosting the Memphis Express from Legion Field in Birmingham. Well, you know, the two teams you just uh, named for me, they're getting very little press in this area. Uh, you know, you, you hear you don't hear anything about this Memphis team. Well, they are advertising. Memphis, at least. I, I don't know about Birmingham, but yeah. I know the Memphis Express, they are putting ads out and mm. I guess making some effort. Hey, and to this league's credit, their games are going to be on CBS. Oh, okay. See, there's a lot I didn't know about it because I hadn't been keeping up. I think they only situation. have one game a week that's televised, but uh-huh. still that's nationally available. But CBS okay. does have a deal with, with this well, new league. College football used to just have one game a week. Yeah. And it worked fine. Other games, the eight Eastern, seven Central games on Saturday feature the San Diego Fleet at the San Antonio Commanders. And you have – a team in Atlanta playing on Saturday. The Atlanta Legends will be playing the Orlando Apollos. And then the last game on Saturday's inaugural day in the Alliance features the Salt Lake Stallions hmm. at the Arizona Hot Shots. So, how many teams are involved? It's only eight teams this first year. Are they split up in divisions to have a playoff? I think there's divisions of four teams each. Okay. So they will have a playoff, probably. They'll have a playoff, and we see people like Steve Spurrier is coaching the Orlando franchise, and some other recognizable NFL names and college football names are part of this league. Now, as far as players, I don't really know the rosters to date, but we'll we'll actually mix in a little talk about the Alliance here on the Y'all Show because a lot of these franchises are in the Southeast. Well, San true. Antonio, Atlanta, Orlando, Memphis, and Birmingham. Well, I remember when the AFL came in. In 1960, maybe. And they drafted pretty heavy against the NFL at that time. Billy Cannon, who had won the Heisman, 
he went to the Oakland Raiders, who was an AFL team. Mm-hmm. And uh, Charlie Flowers was an All-American first team yeah. at uh, Ole Miss. I mean, he went he went AFL. A lot of them went AFL, and uh, they they was able to compete. They had some pretty good uh, deep pockets backing them. So I don't know who's backing these teams, but uh, they they did pretty well in the recruiting and getting players before. Well, it's the Alliance, and it starts Saturday. If you think you are going to have withdrawals and you just can't take any more soccer or college basketball, you still need your football fix. Well, good news. And if this goes well and makes it to year two, this time next year, not only will this league be going, but they're bringing back the XFL. And I believe there's another league trying to get started, too, for next year. Well, it's like everything else. If uh, soybeans are up, everybody raises soybeans. <laughs> if cotton's up, everybody gets cotton yield. Uh, catfish ponds almost went under because everybody put a catfish pond in. Yeah. So let's hope it uh, doesn't happen in the and get oversaturated with football. Yeah, well, that was not me, in case you're wondering. Now, let's go to Florida for a couple of headlines. Florida is the best state for singles, Jerry Short. Well, I may be past that stage since I'm married happily, but uh, if I was a little bit younger, I might head to Florida. Yeah, well, this comes from Wallet Hub. They do some of the wackiest surveys over at Wallet Hub, but the other top states for singles include California, Texas, New York, and Pennsylvania. What were the worst states for singles? Well, those would include Arkansas, North Dakota, Wyoming, and Kentucky as the worst states Kentucky? for singles. That's just not fair. That just kind of disappoints me about Kentucky because some pretty good towns in Kentucky, and there's some. Uh, they've had a couple of Miss Americas in the past 10 years, I think. Yeah, but they're probably all married, and this is a, 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 a <laughs> listing is of the best places singles. for singles. For singles. Yeah. Te- Texas would be definitely one of them, Yeah, I would think. The Sunshine State ranked third overall in both the Dating Opportunities rank and the Romance and Fun rank, but was 34th when it came to Dating Economics. Goodness gracious. Florida is also in a four-way tie for first place when it comes to the number of restaurants per capita. That makes sense with the tourism situation and all. You know, yeah. you, you got to have a restaurant going with the people coming in and leaving. So what's Water Valley's dating scene like? Is this a hot place to be for singles? Uh, I would probably think uh, it wasn't even a hot place years ago when I was 18 years old for me. <laughs> really? So I would say I had to go to... Uh, an adjoining town to to get a date almost. So. Well, that's one thing we're going to talk about in the next segment. There's actually – Water Valley's been in the news in the last couple of weeks about some things that might spice up the dating situation if a certain venue could open here. We'll tell you about that when we come back. But our last story in our headlines comes from the great professional basketball player who got his pro start at LSU, Shaquille O'Neal. Mr. Shaq. Yes. Okay. His mansion in Florida is up for sale for $21 million. And this is just outside of Orlando on beautiful Lake Butler. 21 mil. 31,000 square foot mansion. Takes up four acres. Goodness gracious. It has 12 bedrooms, 11 full bathrooms, and four half baths. It was built in 1990 and features a 17-car showroom-style garage. 17 cars. That's a car lot. Yeah. Shaquille O'Neal. And it's got Shaq's memorabilia is going to be included in the sale of the home, which, again, listed at just under $22 million there in the Orlando area. If you'd like to own a piece of Shaquille O'Neal's past, 
you can own his Orlando, Florida mansion. His memorabilia is for sale, too? Whatever. I think what was there at the site. I'm not sure Shaquille. He's not in financial trouble. I I don't know if he is or not. Goodness gracious. I saw he's he's been in a few commercials lately that surprised me as he gets older. Yeah, this is in Windermere, Florida is technically where this home is located. And he's in about every commercial break. He's kind of taken over from Michael Jordan when it comes to commercials. Every time I look up, I see him in a commercial, what the situation was. You know, a lot of times these pro athletes accumulate wealth, lose that wealth. So hopefully he's not one of them. Well, we'll see. But a very likable guy and and a big guy, too. (laughs) We'll see him a lot more as the basketball season Kind of gets to March Madison more. I've got a little light story I can throw it uh, yeah. at Mr. O'Neill if you'd like me. Back when I uh, covered sports for uh, a newspaper in Grenada, Mississippi, uh, I cut, by the way, I volunteered my time and effort so I could be in the press box and on the sideline. But we had media days back, back years ago and I, uh, they would have us sit with the coaches immediate personnel and we'd sit with the coaches so i was sitting at the uh in birmingham with uh dale brown who had coached Shaq, and i asked dale brown unfortunately i wished i hadn't but i asked him why he couldn't hit a free throw any better than he could and dale brown looked at me and he said what are you talking about and i said why don't you do like dave debusher used to what we called a baby grunt when you got down and held it between your legs and spun it with a little english on it and it went in boom boom two free throws you know good as gold and uh he looked at me and he said uh hey this is what dale brown his coach in college at lsu said he said have you uh you ever tried to shoot a tennis ball at a basketball goal he said try that sometime that's like Shaq using a basketball shooting it you can't do it so i went out and got me a tennis ball and i may have hit one out of a hundred so <laughs> he might have had a point but he still could have went to a baby grunt yeah the prophetic dale brown of lsu fame right Well, Jerry, we're going to go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk to you more about Water Valley and what's been going on here lately in Yalabusha County. This is the Y'all Show on location in Water Valley. Don't go anywhere. Wes worked hard to make his dream of playing in the NHL come true. Every day, he'd be out playing street hockey constantly. Townspeople would drive by and shout, Get out of the street! But Wes never gave up. Well, until one day when someone yelled, Get in the car! You're going to make us all late to work! Because Wes was a 43-year-old accountant and he commuted with that guy downtown. So Wes never played in the NHL. But he did hear how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved and made his other dream come true. In winter, you can practically hear your skin changing. Drying out, flaking, tightening, becoming itchy, irritated, and inflamed. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. With Cortisone 10, winter can just sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Guys, this Valentine's Day, you can order like a pro with gorgeous roses from Pro Flowers, guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven days. Get her a stunning bouquet of one dozen assorted roses with a free glass face for $24.99 plus shipping and handling. Plus, pick a delivery date and it's guaranteed. You'll be a Valentine's Day pro. 
Hurry, offer ends soon. The only way to get this incredible deal is to go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and enter secret code 2000. That's proflowers.com, code 2000. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Well, I wished I was a catfish Swimming in the deep blue sea I have all you pretty women now We're back. Final segment of Hour 1 of the Y'all Show. When we get to Hour 2, we'll take a quick look at sports, and then we'll bring on the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, Matt Hermans, as we broadcast from Water Valley, Mississippi. We've got a guy who knows a little bit about this area, Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola Way. He's joining us here in Water Valley. Great little town here, Jerry. I want to tell you, ask you a little bit about something we read not long ago in the headlines of the Y'all Show You've had some issues here in Water Valley, and there's a certain businessman that threatened to tear down maybe the most historic building in Water Valley. He was going to tear it down after he put about a million dollars of renovations into it because they wouldn't pass alcohol rules or something. What's that all well, about? Water Valley had some of the toughest uh, alcohol uh, regulations for a restaurant, and he was going to put a restaurant in two of these uh Really historical buildings, as you said. They go way back, and they're one of the richest people in Water Valley owned them. He bought them, and I think he spent something like 800 some thousand dollars renovating them. And they're really first-class buildings now. they got balconies, metal balconies, and, uh, and room upstairs for other things. And, and you could have ballrooms. He, he had it fixed up where he was really going to do it nice. But all along... He says that one of the uh, board members of the city board members was telling them they was going to change these alcohol regulations. Now, to give you a little background on the alcohol regulations. One of the regulations were that you could not have alcohol on the table before you had food. And they was going to change that one. And then the other regulation was that uh, I think that may be kind of a common, but not this much. You had to make 50% of your uh, income had to come off of food. If it come off of alcohol, over 50% come off of alcohol, you would lose your license to or of alcohol at the restaurant. But when he got down to voting, the board didn't, uh, the girl that had told him or the person that had told him that uh, it uh, they was going to change those regulations, they did not change the regulations. So it made him mad, and he locked the doors up. He put a for rent sign on both of the buildings. They're side by side. They look, they're twins. And uh, he withdrew back to his town where he's got a business, a bunch of businesses. And he uh, he's from Water Valley originally. His father passed uh, about a month ago. And as soon as his father passed, he come in and he, he, he asked for a permit to demolish the two buildings. And uh, they wouldn't give him the permit right away. So he got an attorney to get a permit. He says he can get a tax write-off that would make him more money. They broke him by what they did. Well, they went back to a meeting, and they've got it where you can put alcohol 
on the table now. But the 50-50 thing, I don't believe they got that changed. He still says, out of spite, that he's going to tear down and, and demolish these two buildings, which are connected. They're together. But he's going to demolish them because he can make more money off of a tax write-off, which, you know, this is a guy with three or four airplanes and businesses and all kind of stuff. So he probably can. Yeah. You know, I don't know what kind of tax write-off it is. And that's, that's not you we're talking about. Yeah. Uh, You're not the person. No, that's 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 not. I was hoping he'd give it to me, you know. But he he's not giving. He's writing off. Yeah. So we'll keep our eye on that. What's what is the latest on all this? The latest on that is he's still going to apply. From one of his friends told me he's still going to apply to demolish it because he's just that kind of guy. Well, again, these are like some of your nicest buildings here in Water Valley, so I'd hate to see that. But it's his personal property now. He owns these buildings, so it comes down to. What the laws say, you know, if there's no rule preserving these historic buildings, all of which I think were built in the late 19th century, then who is to say that he can't do what he wants to with them? They're his buildings. So that's that's the latest in Water Valley. But what else is going on here, Jerry? Well, you know, it's uh, a situation where y'all, y'all, y'all got your state championship team here, don't you? I, the Water Valley team, I noticed, did win the uh, uh, their division. I believe they're triple A. In Mississippi's, in Mississippi's high school public high school football, public nothing like school. great public high school football. That's, that's right. It was really, I'm sure, exciting because uh, I did uh, understand they had a parade when they come back in that night and yeah. police escort and and so they were they're proud of them. I'm sure. Yeah, go Blue Devils. Way to go, Water Valley. But uh, that that's some recent news. That's the here. recent. Yeah, they've had. I think they've had one other state championship in football. That year they had a couple of players that came to Ole Miss and. And one, it went to uh, Southern Mississippi. You actually have a resident in Water Valley who's speaking of football. He is one of the, I wouldn't say one of the greatest football players in Ole Miss history, but was part of some good teams back, I think, in the 50s. But he went on to be a college football coach and maybe one of the best football coaches in Mississippi State history. Probably so. Bobby Tyler, he had me too as a junior high. And uh, he uh, – I think you and I talked to him one night. I see him, and he's got like an old Cadillac, right? Yeah. And he drives pretty and slow down the main well street. well off. His, <laughs> wife, his wife inherited millions. Or her daddy was a big farmer. Nothing wrong with that. And they have a big home. It's probably decorated better than any in Water Valley for Christmas. And she's a Sunday school teacher, and she's 90, and he's 90. You know, they were 88 or 90 yeah. in that age, and it's uh, – he did. He took state to heights that they had never been right after Coach Vault. As a matter of fact, he was Archie Manning's offensive coordinator out at Ole Miss. And then oh, Johnny Vault uh, wanted him to be the head coach at Ole Miss to take his place. And that got uh, – they kind of had a coup, and uh, Canards took over. And uh, the athletic director had a heart attack at the same time. Had coach Vault had a heart attack. And they took over, and Coach Tyler didn't get it, and he went to state. And I, he probably beats uh, Ole Miss every game. <laughs> what What's the crazy thing about Tyler is he had a son who played for him at Mississippi State, and his son ended up leaving state after I guess his dad was fired. Uh, right. He uh, he was fired, and his son came to Ole Miss and played. And so he's like one of the few people that have ever played at both, both Ole Miss places. and Mississippi that's, that's State. True. What's his son's name? Uh, Tyler. Now Breck. I'm sorry. Breck. Breck. Breck Tyler. Okay. Mm-hmm. If you uh, get bored, and want to go look in some old yearbooks and such or go back into the media guides that's a an interesting statistic there 
how's the business climate here in Water Valley? Besides our restaurateur wanting to tear down his own building, what well, else is it, going on? at one time there was a chicken processing plant in Water Valley. Came in in probably the mid fifties, and it really grew. Tyson, uh, John Tyson at uh, Tyson Foods. Yeah, out of Arkansas. Out of Arkansas. He actually lived there in a trailer behind before he got Tyson's kicked off. And this this chicken processing plant was bought out by a major company, and then it's sold two or three times. I understand it's closing its doors again. It's just one guy was trying to operate it, and at one time it was billed as the largest hen capital in the world. Mm. They was processing hens. So they're losing it, and that really only leaves – one or two plants in Water Valley, and one used to make parts for cars, carburetor parts, and uh, the other one is um, kind of a, a fabricating of uh, tool and die business, and that's about that's about your uh, that's about all they have here in Water Valley now. Yeah. From a town, it had so much at one time, yeah. you know, and it got they had uh, they also had a huge place called Rice Sticks, and it became Reliance and it was a clothing factory. It went on strike in the 50s. They had to call the guard out. My grandmother was a uh, inspector there. Hmm. So I, I know a lot that went on there. And that's kind of how I ended up in Water Valley for a little while. Well, speaking of, you talked about the Tyson family having a connection to Water Valley. There's also a connection with Sam Walton. Walmart had a, a Sam. And Sam and the guy that owned the Ben Franklin store, they were like best buddies. And they... And Sam wanted uh, this man who just recently passed it. I think he was uh, 99 years old. He just recently passed, and he uh, he he said, "I'm making plenty of money doing what I'm doing." He was also the postmaster. Do you know his name? Uh, yeah, Paul Parker. So and, instead of Walmart, it could have been Parker Land. That's right, absolutely. And he was the when I was growing uh, when I was a young boy, he was the only Republican. That when you in the whole town of Water Valley, you'd go by and you'd point at him as a kid because your parents had said, would say, "Hey, he's a he's a Republican," and it was because of, I'm sure Eisenhower had appointed him or something. <laughs> That's how he got the job at the post office. Yeah, you better watch out for those Republicans, y'all. I'm telling I know you, it. the bad news. There was one there then. There yeah. Well, there were a lot of towns I've heard about other towns in the South where the only Republican was the person that worked in the post office. Well, that's what this was. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah, he was the postmaster. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's what I said. I said, I guess Eisenhower got him to deal. Ah, yeah. Know, that, got that, him to gig. I've heard of that he, happening in a couple of states, and if you're old enough to remember, Republicans were pretty pretty scarce in most of the deep South. No, least. you didn't find them, you know. And even just, though even though people in the South had to have voted for Eisenhower in the fifties, oh, they all did, you know. But you just you know they were closet uh, huh. closet closet Republicans. Yeah, what a, what a difference a couple of decades make. Well, Jerry, it has been a pleasure being here in Water Valley. Anything else? Uh, you're you're our spokesperson for Water Valley tourism today. So, what, what's your best? If someone's looking for a good romantic getaway for Valentine's, when they come to Water Valley, what do you suggest? Well, you know, there's a, there's a few places in Water Valley, and I know one guy now that's taking an old antebellum home that uh, he's fixing up for a bed and breakfast situation. Okay. And so, if you're in and you're in Oxford or around Ole Miss or a big game, and and you want to stay somewhere, uh, they rent houses out in Water Valley okay. also too. And also, one of the coolest places I've been to, I went with you, Silverina. Silverina is good. It's a little country grocery store, probably five miles out away from Water Valley. But they do an amazing steak. They have a special seasoning they put, and they have amazing hamburgers. And so if you want to get away from the big city of Water Valley and you want to get back to the country, 
We'll go to Silverina. It's S Y L V A R E N A. If I that's correct, and it's at uh, it's uh, just south of town, and out Highway Thirty Two, just south of Lake Enid, which is another. It's south of the Lake Enid, and the interstate missed Water Valley and went to the other side of the levee, and that kind of helped dry Water Valley up yeah. at. Uh, but it's coming back thanks to the y'all show and having someone like jerry short represent water valley mississippi here on the y'all show with john rollins we do have our special broadcast our first official broadcast from water valley here on this tuesday edition well we'll come back in hour two and we're going to talk some sports jerry we appreciate you stopping by and we're also going to have the barrister of bodacious barbecue stop by and he'll be he won't be here in water valley sadly he'll have to join us via telephone but matt hermans is going to talk about sources and so we'll have all that coming up in hour two of the y'all show our water valley edition on the show that's all about places like water valley and your special slice of dixie too stay with us hour two is coming up the valley There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint Unlimited and enjoy a great wireless plan at an amazing price. For a limited time, make the switch to Sprint and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That means five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line. That's a savings of more than $1,000 your first year over Verizon and AT&T. Hurry to a Sprint store, visit Sprint.com slash Unlimited, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Make the switch to Sprint today and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That's five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line from Sprint, a network built for Unlimited. This is a limited-time offer, so act now. After 131-2020, pay $32 per month per line for five lines of Unlimited Basic with AutoPay. Savings compared to Verizon Go Unlimited and AT&T Unlimited and more for five lines. Features differ. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council. Happy 150th episode of the Y'all Show on this Tuesday as we broadcast from Water Valley, Mississippi. Yes, this is the Y'all Show where we talk with a southern accent. And as we said, 150 shows strong now. Thank you to all of you who've tuned us in and who continue to tune us in as we bring what we hope is a great two-hour dose of fun and information every day your way all about the South. That's what we do here on the Y'all Show with your host, John Rawl. We've got a lot of good stuff coming up here in hour two on this 150th show on location. In just a few minutes, we'll be joined by the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Matt Hermans will be by. And unfortunately, Matt couldn't make it to the Water Valley International Airport today, so we're going to have to have him over the telephone 
with his report on all things grilling, and he's got something up his sleeve. It's it's called part two of his sauce talk. We were able to get him to discuss a lot of stuff east of the Mississippi last week, and now this latest report from Matt Hermans, the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue, he's going to focus on the states, as I call it, the trans-Mississippi states, Arkansas and Louisiana and Texas, maybe even Oklahoma, all that coming up in our barbecue grilling report that we call the barrister of bodacious barbecue matt hermans that's coming up later this hour if you want to reach out and touch us here on the 150th episode of the y'all show very easy for you to do that our number you can text anytime is 803-816-1170 803-816-1170 anything you want to tell us good bad and different we want to hear from you here on the y'all show that's a number you can also call and leave us any kind of message or relay a message to us 803-816-1170 1170 on the World Wide Web. We are y'all.com, Y-A-L-L.com. Well, we start off hour two on this Tuesday edition with Sports Land Yap. And they like sports here in Water Valley. Well, we like sports across the entire Southeast. And we have some NFL happenings to tell you about now that the Super Bowl is in the can. And as we told you in hour one, the lowest ratings we've seen in the Super Bowl in a long, long time. People were just weren't buying the Patriots-Rams matchup. They found other things to do instead of watch that game, which really, did they miss much? It was a very, very boring game. I think most would agree on that. But uh, if you're a Pats fan, hey, congrats. You got another Super Bowl, sixth Super Bowl for Tom Brady and company. But now that the Super Bowl is over, we're seeing some ramifications on the coaching staffs of these franchises. And the Cincinnati Bengals on Monday named Zach Taylor, their 10th head coach in franchise history. And Taylor comes to Cincinnati from the LA Rams, where he was the quarterback's coach. And the team announced this on Monday. The Bengals did. He really, the the Bengals kind of had centered on Taylor several weeks ago, but they couldn't hire him until the Rams were eliminated from the playoffs, which of course happened on Sunday. Now, Taylor is 35 years old, and he'll be the second youngest coach in the NFL behind his former boss. 33-year-old Sean McVay, who took the Rams to the Super Bowl. But here's a funny story. If you haven't kept up with Zach Taylor, and his first name is Z-A-C, Zach Taylor, not Zachary Taylor, the old president, but no, the, the football coach, Zach Taylor, he is relatively, as we said, 35 years old now. And if if you're thinking, where if I heard that name, Zach Taylor grew up in Norman, Oklahoma, But his college, he wasn't recruited to play for the Sooners in college football. He went to a junior college and then found his way as a quarterback for the Nebraska Cornhuskers in the late 90s. So if you're a Nebraska fan, you may remember Zach Taylor as your quarterback. He was the starting quarterback in Lincoln for two years back in the 1990s. And now at age 35, coming aboard and being the, and really, I, I, I may be wrong the decade. It might have been the early 2000s when he was the, the quarterback for Nebraska. But, yes, he's now a new head coach in the NFL. So he'll take over the Cincinnati Bengals after they let Marvin Lewis go at the end of last year. Lewis had, I don't think he won one single playoff game in his entire time in Cincinnati. And so now Bengals fans are optimistic that this guy could get it done. And remember – Cincinnati right there on the border with Kentucky. And so a lot of people in Kentucky are Bengals fans. And and now you're excited about a new coach, Zach Taylor, coming to the Queen City. 
In South Florida, they hired a new head coach for the Miami Dolphins on Monday as Brian Flores was hired away from the New England Patriots. He had been the Patriots' play caller, and on defense it is, and, and now he'll be in South Beach leading the Miami Dolphins. And this announcement came. Flores is 37 years old, also a young guy. And so young youth is really, and we saw that in the Super Bowl with McVay, youth is a big deal in a positive way right now in terms of head coach. You don't have to have 50 years of experience to get that head coaching job. But Flores now becomes the Miami Dolphins' latest head coach in what seems as a revolving door of what's going on in Carl Gables or wherever they're located. I guess technically Miami Gardens is where the Dolphins are now located. But this Dolphins coach takes the place of the recently fired coach that they had in Miami who end up Adam Gase getting a job as the head coach of the New York football jets. So the jets took Miami's coach and, and now the dolphins take a, an assistant coach, the defensive coordinator for the Patriots away from Foxborough, Brian Flores, the new head coach of the Miami dolphins. All right. Well, today is Tuesday, February 5th. Tomorrow is Wednesday, February 6th. Does that have any kind of major occupation in your brain of why is february 6th important am i going to go to water valley mississippi on that day no well you might on wednesday it will be national signing day part two for all college football programs and college football fans now up until about two years ago this was the only national signing day in college football but they've changed the rules they now have a december signing day so most of your talent has already inked with a team, but there's still some lingering questions and some guys who are holding out and we'll know Wednesday where they're going to play their college football. And we'll have reports on that come Thursday. And if we don't squeeze it all in on Thursday, we'll get to it on Friday. So college football's national signing day is tomorrow and we'll have a a full preview. A lot of people consider it kind of like another Christmas morning whenever those faxes start coming in and the commitments turn into pledges and and uh, something literally in writing with the college football programs on National Signing Day. Now, here at the Y'all Show, thanks to our friends at 247sports.com, they put out an article that caught my eye. It's written by Charles Power, the 10 biggest freaks in the 2019 recruiting class. And so they looked at players from all over the country, and we've got not only these 10 but we've got some honorable mentions coming your way, and we'll tell you a little bit about the players, where they're from, and, and where they're heading if we know it. Okay, so here's your 10 players that 24-7 Sports calls the biggest freaks in the 2019 college football recruiting class. Up first from Plano, Texas, Plano East High School, is Texas signee. He's already signed on the dotted line for the Longhorns. Tyler Owens, a safety. Tyler Owens heading to Austin. Up next, another defensive playmaker, and he's already enrolled at LSU, and he's Baton Rouge, Louisiana's Dunham Schools cornerback Derek Stingley, already in purple and gold. In fact, he, I think, practiced for the Fiesta Bowl. He was able to get some practices in after he left high school at the end of the last semester, and this guy's already got purple and gold running through his veins and arteries. Well, he was from Baton Rouge. What did you expect? But Stingley, one of the 10 freaks in the 2019 recruiting class, according to 24-7 Sports. 
Georgia's got an enrollee, and that's Bradenton IMG Academy's Nolan Smith. Bradenton in Florida, an IMG Academy, kind of a factory of talented, really, people from all walks, not, not just college football, but they have basketball people down there and some other sports. But this player who can do various things, Nolan Smith already enrolled in Athens for the Georgia Bulldogs. Alabama has a signee all the way from New Jersey, and it's Antonio Alfano, and he's a defensive end, and he signed on in the early signing period for Nick Saban's staff. Wisconsin has a signee out of Michigan from Grand Rapids, Michigan's Kentwood High School. It's Logan Brown, an offensive tackle. Back to the south we go in Tulsa, Oklahoma's in Booker T. Washington High School. Daxton Hill, a safety, has signed with Michigan. Ohio State, another Big Ten team, got a player out of Ohio. Zach Harrison, he's a defensive end. Back to the south in Grayson High School in Loganville, Georgia. Owen Papo, an outside linebacker, he's already signed with the Auburn Tigers. And in Texas, in Brock, Texas, they have a really cool tight end there named Baylor Cup. Did Baylor Cup sign with the Baylor Bears? Of course not. He signed with the Texas A&M Aggies, and he's a very talented tight end there in the Lone Star State, and he's taking his talent to College Station this fall. And our last of the 10 biggest freaks in the 2019 recruiting class comes all the way from Maryland to Matha High School in Hyattsville, Maryland. Nick Cross, a safety. He's not signed as of today. He will be making his decision, I think, tomorrow. He's been a longtime Florida State commit, but he's taken recent visits to both Penn State and the Georgia Bulldogs. So watch out on signing day part two for Nick Cross out of DeMatha High in Hyattsville, Maryland, and the decision he makes. Now, 24-7 Sports was kind enough to list those 10 biggest freaks, but they also have a list of what they call honorable mentions. And I'm going to kind of read off some of these guys and where they're from and, and where they've either, either signed or possibly committed. I think they're all signees at this point. So most of these players are taking advantage of this early signing period in December. And so Wednesday signing day, not necessarily the most exciting thing, but still fun. Like we said, some people consider it a Christmas day part two. John Emery out of Desertran High School in Louisiana. He's an LSU signee in Virginia, Louisa County. Brandon Smith, a linebacker there, has signed on with Penn State. In Atlanta, Georgia, at the Marist School, a Notre Dame signee, Kyle Hamilton. He's a safety. Flower Mound, Texas, is Marcus High School's Marcel Brooks linebacker. He has signed with the LSU Tigers. In Horn Lake, Mississippi, at Horn Lake High School, Nicobe Dean, a linebacker, has signed with the Georgia Bulldogs. The Clemson Tigers, your national champs, they went all the way out to California. Folsom, to be exact, to sign wide receiver Joe Nagata. Cornerback Trent McDuffie from Bellflower in California goes, uh, he went to St. John Bosco. He has signed with the Washington Huskies. The Oklahoma State Cowboys have signed Midlothian, Texas's Heritage High School wide receiver Langston Anderson. And TCU, just down the road in Fort Worth, they have signed a kid out of Iowa from Council Bluffs High School and, and rather Council Bluffs, Iowa's Lewis Central High School, Max Dugan. A quarterback there from Iowa going to Fort Worth. Loganville, Georgia Grayson High School, a program that's got lots and lots of talent. We just told you a few minutes ago about out of Grayson High School, 
Owen Pepo signing with Auburn. Well, another kid from that program has signed with the Texas Longhorns, Kenyatta Watson, a cornerback from Grayson High in Georgia, signing on to go to the 40 Acres. And our last honorable mention is an Arkansas Razorback signee from Tulsa, Oklahoma's Union High School, and it's center Ricky Stromberg heading to Fayetteville, maybe helping that line protect the quarterback, the running game, and everything else. The Razorbacks could use all the help in 2019 to improve what was a miserable 2018 on the gridiron. But that's a look at what 24-7 Sports calls the biggest freaks in the 2019 recruiting class. And it will be a lot of fun to see exactly kind of what happens to these guys as they, as we said, most of them have already signed. And we've got the one player who hasn't quite signed yet, but likely to do that on Wednesday. And that would be Nick Cross out of Maryland, who, as we said, considering FSU, also considering Penn State and the Georgia Bulldogs. And if you have a favorite team that you want to kind of keep up with on National Signing Day, February style, go to 247sports.com and you can kind of track it. They've got all the latest rankings. We'll have that information after this all kind of becomes final Wednesday. And of course, we'll have Jonathan Lifehite of 247sports.com and CBS Sports Digital drop by for his recap of National Signing Day, February 6th. And we'll talk to him about other things going on in the Atlantic Coast Conference. But Jonathan Lifehite's ACC report comes your way on Wednesday, and then we'll have our SEC kind of focus on things on the Thursday edition of Y'all Show. You do not want to miss all the college football recruiting fun that's going on right now. It is fun. Come on, you, you got to admit it is a lot of fun, and we like to cover it here on the Y'all Show. Now, let's move over from college football to college basketball. The latest AP poll came out Monday, and the Tennessee Volunteers remain number one in the country. Tennessee is 20-1 and one overall and are just doing really big things in Knoxville there at Thompson Bowling Arena and when they hit the road, too. The Duke Blue Devils come in number two in the latest AP poll, Virginia, is at number three. And those three teams out of the South, Tennessee, Duke, and Virginia, are the only three teams that got first-place votes in this latest AP Top 25. Now at number four is Gonzaga. The Kentucky Wildcats move up to number five in the latest AP poll. North Carolina is at eight. Virginia Tech, the Hokies. Did you see that score? We talked about it on Monday's show. Virginia Tech defeated NC State over the weekend around the score was like 48 to 24 nc state scored 24 points in an entire basketball game and couldn't make a shot now we want to give virginia tech as much credit as we can on that perhaps it was just incredible defense by the Hokie birds but nc state scored a program history low for percentage of making shots it was a horrible shooting day in raleigh virginia tech took advantage of that and they move up the one spot in the poll to number 11 this week. Now, how about the Houston Cougars? They move up also. They're number 12 in the brand new AP poll. The Louisville Cardinals dropped a spot. They're number 16 in the latest poll. The Red Raiders of Texas Tech, they went into Lawrence, Kansas over the weekend and they fell there to KU and now Texas Tech is at 18 in the latest AP poll. LSU, my goodness, what happened to the Tigers? They were unbeaten in SEC play, and then they were defeated. Kind of a shocking game, if you ask me. They were defeated at home by the Arkansas Razorbacks over the weekend. LSU drops a couple of spots. The Bayou Bengals 
are 21 in the latest AP Top 25. Florida State moves up three spots. They're number 22 in the latest poll. And Maryland, the Terps, are in the 24th spot of the latest AEP poll. And just to kind of give you an idea who's bubbling just under the top 25, maybe some of these teams were in the top 25 and kind of worked their way out this week. You got Washington's Huskies. They're just below the top 25. Mississippi State, Auburn's right there. Baylor is hovering around the top 25. And as we told you last week, the Walford Terriers out of the Southern Conference, they're, if you had to rank Teams right now below the top 25, I'd say Walford's about 30th in the country. And how about this? Out of Nashville, the Lipscomb Bisons, they are right there on the edge of getting ranked as well. So a wonderful season for that program, the Lipscomb, David Lipscomb University in Nashville, doing a great job on the college basketball front here in 2019. So kudos to that. Now let's talk about some standings of college basketball and this is our sports land yap where we give the other guys that don't get all the publicity, all the ink. We give them some credit here on Tuesdays and we'll look at the conference USA standings for college basketball right now. And in that conference, Old Dominion, the Monarchs are atop the conference USA standings. They are eight and three in conference play, 18 and six overall. Great job there in the tidewater area of the Old Dominion. For Old Dominion. UTSA, the Roadrunners, and North Texas are just behind Old Dominion in the standings of the Conference USA standings. UAB is six and four. They're tied with Marshall and Western Kentucky with six and four marks. Southern Miss is six and five in conference play. And then you got a whole bunch of teams that are either 500 or below, and that includes Florida International at five and five. Louisiana Tech is five and six. In CUSA play, the Rice Owls from Houston are four and six, MTSU four and six, Florida Atlantic four and six, UTEP two and eight, and the Charlotte 49ers two and nine. Keep in mind, UTEP, they were dead last in, I think, all of college football in 2018. They did not win a single game. And they're the worst football team and they're trying to be the worst basketball team there in El Paso. They're seven and 14 overall, two and eight. In Conference USA play. Now let's go to the OVC and give you an update on what's going on there. Belmont out of Nashville, they are atop the leaderboard of the OVC. They're tied, tied with Murray State and Austin P and Jacksonville State. Those four teams all have eight and two conference records in OVC basketball play. And the Belmont is 17 and four tied with Murray State for that same exact overall mark. Below those two, below that foursome of teams at eight and two, Eastern Illinois is six and four, Moorhead State five and five, SIU Edwardsville, they're four and six, the Tennessee State Tigers, man, I saw them play UT Martin the other night, and the TSU Tigers had a thrilling win over the Skyhawks. They had been struggling, but got that big win. They're four and six in conference play. Eastern Kentucky is three and seven. You have Tennessee Tech at three and seven. SEMO is two and eight and UT Martin, the aforementioned Skyhawks, they are one and nine in conference play, six and fifteen overall. Times are not very good in Martin, Tennessee right now in terms of basketball. How about the Southland Conference? Sam Houston State is a perfect nine and O in college basketball in their conference play right now. Sam Houston State is fourteen and eight overall. Abilene Christian, seven and two. The New Orleans Privateers are seven and three. Sela, Southeastern Louisiana is five and four. 
Well, Lumberjacks from Stephen F. Austin, they always seem to at least do good enough in their conference tournament to get to the NCAA tournament at least every other year, it seems. The Lumberjacks are 4-4, four and four, not having the best of years in Nacogdoches, Texas. UCA, the Bears are 5-5. Five and five. Texas A&M Corpus Christi is 4-4. Four and four. Lamar is 4-5. and five. The McNeese State Cowboys, 3-5. and five. And they're followed by Nichols, Northwestern State, Houston Baptist, and Incarnate Word all down at the bottom of the Southland Conference College Basketball standings. And so that is a little glimpse of that particular conference. And I'm trying to find the conference that David Lipscomb is in. I told you that they're having a great season right now. And if we find that conference, the Atlantic Sun Conference, sure enough, Lipscomb is 9-0, and perfect in conference play, and 18-4 and overall. Liberty is 8-1, and just behind Lipscomb. And then you have teams like North Alabama. This is their first year in the Atlantic Sun Conference, and the Lions from Florence, Alabama are 5-4 and four and 8-16 and 16 overall. Florida Gulf Coast, we know them from going to the Sweet 16 a few years back. They are 4-5 and five currently in conference play. The Jacksonville Dolphins, 3-6. and six. North Florida is 3-6, and six, followed by Kennesaw State and Stetson at the very bottom of the Atlantic Sun Conference standings. And that's a quick look at some of the conferences out there that may not get all the publicity on a day-to-day basis across the South, but deserve a little bit of attention. And so do women's college basketball teams. We have the latest rankings on that front. And no surprise, the Baylor Bears are atop the women's college basketball AP Top 25, and they are 19-1 and overall right now. Congratulations to all those in Baylor country, Waco, with the Bears and the women's basketball program. Louisville is number two. Oregon is three. The defending national champ, Notre Dame Fighting Irish, are number four. UConn, golly, who, who could believe that UConn would be fifth in the AP Top 25 for women? They are fifth. And Mississippi State, which has had some heartbreaking losses in national championship games of late. MSU is 21-1 and one and leading the SEC Right now in Startville, great job there by Vic Schaefer and the Lady Dogs. And other teams in the South that are in the top 25 for women's college basketball, NC State is at number 9, Maryland is at 10, the Gamecocks of South Carolina, national champs from a few years back, they are at number 12, the Texas Lady Longhorns are number 14, you have Texas A&M at number 18, the Kentucky Wildcats, the Lady Cats are number 19 in the latest poll, and Florida State and Miami round out the top 25. FSU's 24. And the Canes are at number 25. And that's a quick look at your women's college basketball AP top 25. Well, when we come back on the Y'all Show, we're going to switch from all this sports talk to some barbecue soft stock. We've got the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. Matt Hearman's dropping by for his delicious report. Don't go anywhere as the Y'all Show episode 150 from Water Valley continues after this break. There's never been a better time to switch to Sprint Unlimited and enjoy a great wireless plan at an amazing price. For a limited time, make the switch to Sprint and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That means five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line. That's a savings of more than $1,000 your first year over Verizon and AT&T. Hurry to a Sprint store, visit Sprint.com slash Unlimited, or call 800-SPRINT-1. Make the switch to Sprint today and get your third, fourth, and fifth lines free. That's five lines of Unlimited for just $20 per month per line from Sprint, a network built for Unlimited. This is a limited time offer, so act now. 
After 131-2020, pay $32 per month per line for five lines of unlimited basic with auto pay. Savings compared to Verizon Go Unlimited and AT&T Unlimited and more for five lines. Features differ. Coverage and offer not available everywhere. Excludes taxes, fees, and roaming. Subject to credit and $30 activation fee. Speed maximums, use rules, and restrictions apply. So, maybe you've got a big love for your sweetheart, but a small budget. Hey, we've got your Valentine's Day covered. Now with Sherry's Berries, you can love big and save big. Because now for just $19.99 plus shipping, you can treat your sweetheart to delicious dipped Valentine's strawberries. Watch her light up when she gets these ripe, juicy, delicious berries. Freshly dipped in dark, white, and milk chocolatey goodness. And covered in decadent toppings like chocolate chips and hard and glitter sprinkles. Only from Sherry's Berries. Just $19.99 plus shipping. And don't stop there because for another $19.99, you can add a dozen red roses to those amazing dipped berries shipped together at no extra charge to make her Valentine's Day unforgettable. That's Sherry's Berries for only $19.99 plus shipping and a dozen red roses for just $19.99 more. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to berries.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, and enter code 1000. That's berries.com, click on the mic, enter code 1000. Berries.com, code 1000. John is firing up his Coleman grill We got 24 tall boys on the chill Yeah, 14 of them's mine A little Marshall Tucker on the radio it's the Y'all Show Tuesday edition here on the All Southern Program with your host, John Rawl. And it's time for the barrister of Bodacious Barbecue to make his heroic return to the show. Matt Hermans joins us now. And Matt, you probably don't realize this because you're out doing, I guess, maybe some more important things in your life today. But this is our 150th episode of Y'all. And Matt, we are on location in Water Valley, Mississippi. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm happy to be part of the 150th. That's pretty cool. Um, I like Water Valley, too. That's a great little town. Okay. Well, we're celebrating you. I knew you couldn't be here, but we, we're, we're thinking about you. <laughs> Think about me for the next 20 minutes or so, and we'll. Uh, I'm proud to be part of this this momentous occasion. Well, Matt, how are you doing? We missed you in Water Valley, but maybe you had a big Super Bowl party Sunday? Oh, I had a small, how about a small Super Bowl party? Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, we had a small one. Well, uh, was, chances are your small Super Bowl party was more exciting than the actual Super Bowl. I got to be honest with you. Uh, I can't think of anything that wouldn't be more exciting than that game. <laughs> and, uh, you know, everything else that goes along with it, I thought it was, uh, it was one of the more uh unbearably boring events i've seen in a while to be completely honest with you and that's hard to say about football football being boring but that was that was uh, yeah i mean the, the 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 super bowl i feel like it's kind of become a i don't know what it is anymore it's very strange uh and if the game's boring then yeah i mean i probably watched the first half that's about it yeah well, tell us how the grilling went on. You said it was a small party, so I guess you didn't cook a whole hog. But what 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 was going on at the no, Hearman's Manor? I wish I would. I wish I could have. Um, no, we did ribs. Um, yeah, the game was boring, but the the barbecue turned out great. I did a, did a couple rack of spare ribs. We had about four people, so uh, 
it was perfect. Everybody got you know, four or five ribs, did some spare ribs. I did some uh, Memphis style uh, with some mop and some uh, some dry rub finish. And then I did some with uh, a sweeter rub and a sweeter sauce. So we kind of had a kind of traditional and Memphis style spare ribs. Both of them turned out pretty great. Uh, not the best I've ever done, but certainly um, on the high side of, of average. So, yeah. It was a good time. It's a heck of a good meal, and we didn't have to look at the game very much. So that was a, that was a new game. <laughs> I want to ask you, Matt. You live more than a tank full of gas away from the mid south, and when you start sharing Memphis style barbecue and the rub and the seasoning and all that to people who maybe aren't so familiar with Memphis barbecue, what's the initial reaction? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, well, I make sure that I always do couple different varieties uh so in other words if i'm going to do uh, a memphis style rack of you know dry rub ribs i always make sure i do another rack of uh you know kind of my more traditional sweet rub and maybe uh offer some barbecue sauce as well um with that so because i understand memphis is uh, a very specific particularly on ribs is very specific kind of flavor profile so i would say to be honest with you you know you get a uh <laughs> you get an initial look of like, what is this? Um, because it's, you know, a traditional Memphis dry rub rib is not sweet. It's, it's hundred percent savory. And then you have the uh, kind of the powdery flavorful rub on top of a, of a, a smoked and charcoal style uh, rib. And I use a little bit of mop, but that's just another layer of flavor. It's not terribly sweet. So, uh, you know, I, I have a feeling it, people either love it. Um, and I immediately, when I first, uh, had a Memphis style rib. I immediately loved it. It was just a very, very different flavor profile. But I think either people love it or they do not like it and they want the sweet um, kind of traditional variety of what we call a Southern style rib. So 50 um, 50, I would say. Uh, either you love it or you don't. I think the more you eat it, uh, if you somebody, for instance, you grow up in Memphis, you dry rub ribs a lot, or even eat muddy ribs or wet ribs, you, uh, you kind of like that. And once you get used to that, it, you can never really recreate that flavor without without having a pretty authentic Memphis style rib. So I'd say half and half. I always like to have a couple varieties on hand, but uh, I'd say it's either love or not so much. Yeah. Well, one of the mo- more famous places, if not the most famous barbecue place in Memphis, is Rendezvous Ribs, and Rendezvous sells, at least in grocery stores, a bottle of sauce. Now, right, right. what's your opinion of that? Because when I see that, I think about dousing it all over my queue. But you're telling me the traditional Memphis style does not mean dousing sauce well, all over it. Well, let me let me uh, let me uh, clarify. So there are there are wet barbecue sauce covered ribs in Memphis. That is a thing, and we've kind of talked about sauce a little bit. Where uh, most places offer a real spicy sauce, or you kind of have a traditional sauce, or uh, you know other kinds of sauce. Memphis does great on sauces. So there is such thing as a wet rib in some places. Uh, you know they. Uh, specialize in doing wet ribs the reason we focus on reason i focus on dry rib is because not that that's the only thing that only kind of rib you get in memphis it is just a particularly unique variety that you only really get in memphis so when i say you know a memphis style rib is a dry rub finished rib uh that's what people think of because yeah they do they do wet ribs you have ribs with barbecue sauce as well in memphis that's for sure and people like those, and I'm sure there are people that prefer those, but you always focus on the kind of unique aspect, and that is a particular unique kind of rib. Uh, now, for rendezvous, that's interesting you bring that up. We've talked about that before. Uh, that's like a grilled rib uh, in a super hot charcoal oven. 
I don't think that's a barbecue rib. And I think uh, they would probably tell you that that's a rendezvous style rib and not a barbecue rib. Uh, but um, if you go to the restaurant, I know you have and I have, uh, they don't come with barbecue sauce on them. Uh, they come a certain way. and You've got to put the barbecue sauce on them if you, if you want it, which is, uh, you know, great to have as an option. But um, no, you order ribs at Rendezvous, they come out uh, doused with kind of a vinegar style mop. Uh, rendezvous is the what they use is a super hot kind of a charcoal oven so it's if you think of a little uh, a bank safe i guess the best way to think about it like a you know two foot by two foot bank safe and you open it up and you've got charcoal in the bottom you put the ribs in there above the charcoal close the door and they cook very quickly it's it's almost like being grilled uh, but also you have the you know the oven situation there too which cooks the ribs pretty quick a couple hours and, and they're done, which is very, very different than traditional barbecue. Um, but that's a very, it provides a unique uh, texture and uh, flavor and experience. Some people love the rendezvous ribs. I happen to like them. Um, some people don't. Uh, it is a different kind of texture. It's a thinner rib. It's not a juicy rib. It has a, uh, it does something to the outside of the rib, which I enjoy, but it's a particular kind of, of flavor and texture that you get from that rendezvous rib. So, you mentioned the rendezvous sauce. They do have their own sauce, and I think uh, you can get that at the restaurant too. But you've been there, and I've been there. And uh, when you order ribs at rendezvous, they come out one particular way. They don't come out with sauce on them. They come out in a full rack. They don't. That's another thing about Memphis. Usually, they don't cut the ribs. They come in a rack that you tear apart, which is pretty unique to that area as well. But uh, they come out uh, kind of doused in a vinegar uh, type sauce that causes their dry rub to stick. And it's covered with the dry rub on top. And if you want sauce, you can add it, but that's your option. They don't come that way at all. Now, I, I happen to kind of, I kind of like their sauce, but uh, if I were going to rendezvous, I'd probably just eat them the way they are uh, because it's, that's kind of the particular flavor profile of that. Rendezvous has more than just the wet sauce. Don't they have that kind of seasoning that they have, their own unique seasoning? Yeah, yeah that's the uh, that's the dry rub finish. So they. Oh, okay. uh, they they also sell that. So, yeah, they, they pull the ribs out of the, the charcoal oven. Uh, then they douse them with a, a mop, which is kind of vinegar and a little apple juice. And then that way the ribs are a little bit wet. Then they finish it with their dry rub seasoning, which uh, is, yeah, they have their own. You can buy that as well. It's pretty good. It's, it's uh, that's kind of the, I would say that's kind of the poster poster flavor for kind of a Memphis dry rub finish. Yeah. The and it's fantastic on the ribs, but if you go to Rendezvous or if you buy it in the grocery stores around the South and you want to try it at home, it is wonderful on a sausage and cheese plate that they also really serve is. at Rendezvous. And I think they also put it on their pickle spears. Does that sound right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, That's kind of a, a thing that all these places do in Memphis from Central to Rendezvous. And I think Rendezvous probably started it. I don't know the history of it, but yeah, you just you get that sausage and cheese plate, little cubes of cheese, smoked sausage, and then you just coat it with that dry rub, and it's good. It's <laughs> Matt, I knew a guy one time who lived down the street in a like a tall building, like on the sixth floor, and I don't know which was better. When he looked out his window, he could see a billboard for Rendezvous, but he also could see the smoke coming from the Rendezvous <laughs> restaurant. So which of the two would be more exciting in your opinion? Yeah, I know that guy. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty fantastic view he had there. I like the smell uh personally that charcoal smell coming from rendezvous um if you've ever been to downtown memphis and i know you have i guess i'm speaking to our audience downtown memphis most of the time smells like barbecue you just walk <laughs> around and it, it, it's funny because it does it's you just 
it kind of that that rendezvous uh, smokestack just kind of hovers over the city. And uh, I've never I've never been to another downtown of a relatively large city in the United States. You can just smell that barbecue, prom- uh, you know, at almost any hour. It's it's fantastic. It's yeah. great uh, ambiance. Yeah. Well, they say you go to New York, you smell smog. You go to Baton Rouge, you smell corn dogs. I guess if you go to Houston, you <laughs> might smell an oil refinery. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's all kinds of different smells in Houston. Yeah, and you go to Memphis and it smells like barbecue. I think I'm moving to Memphis now that we've talked to you. Matt, when we come back, speaking of the west side of the Mississippi in Houston, I want to get you to kind of rant, rat, rattle off uh, several great barbecue sauce options west of the mighty Mississippi. That's coming up after the break. You're listening to The Y'all Show with John Rawl, our barbecue spotlight with the barrister, Matt Hermans. Wes worked hard to make his dream of playing in the NHL come true. Every day, he'd be out playing street hockey, constantly. Townspeople would drive by and shout, Get out of the street! But Wes never gave up. Well, until one day when someone yelled, Get in the car, you're going to make us all late to work! Because Wes was a 43-year-old accountant and he commuted with that guy downtown. So Wes never played in the NHL. But he did hear how Geico, proud partner of the NHL, could save him money on car insurance. So he switched and saved and made his other dream come true. In winter, you can practically hear your skin changing. Drying out, flaking, tightening, becoming itchy, irritated, and inflamed. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. With Cortisone 10... No more Winter can just sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. Guys, this Valentine's Day, you can order like a pro with gorgeous roses from Pro Flowers, guaranteed to stay fresh and beautiful for at least seven days. Get her a stunning bouquet of one dozen assorted roses with a free glass face for $24.99 plus shipping and handling. Plus, pick a delivery date and it's guaranteed. You'll be a Valentine's Day pro. Hurry, offer ends soon. The only way to get this incredible deal is to go to proflowers.com, click the blue microphone in the upper right corner, and enter secret code 2000. That's proflowers.com, code 2000. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed.
this final segment of today's show, the 150th Y'all Show. Thank y'all very much for attending us in. 150 episodes strong, and all of our Y'all episodes can be downloaded in iTunes podcast, or you can go to our website, y'all.com, and access the archives there, including the archive of today's exciting show. We're finishing up talking with Matt Hermans, barrister of Bodacious Barbecue. I am John Rawl, and Matt, last week we kind of went across the southeast, east of the Mississippi, talking barbecue sauces and now let's go west young man and let's discover some things going on in texas arkansas louisiana maybe oklahoma if you've got a little charm there in oklahoma and let's talk barbecue sauce from that perspective yeah. all right yeah so this is kind of the uh, uh this is kind of the forgotten uh, region i guess of barbecue sauce if you if you want to call it that is uh we talked about before we talk about the memphis hot sauce talk about the uh North Carolina, different sauces, the South Carolina mustard, these Alabama white, all this stuff. But certainly people use barbecue sauce west of the Mississippi as well. So I'd say each state is uh, is is a little bit uh, different. I mean, the, the interesting thing is you've got uh, you got Arkansas, which is, is kind of one of these perfect, uh, I guess, shatter zones of barbecue styles. You've got you've got Texas on one side, and you've got Memphis, essentially, on the other side, and you got North Louisiana, of course, that, that takes up the bottom. So, in Arkansas, you've got beef, uh, you've got, of course, Memphis style, and basically the eastern, you know, half or third um, with the dry rub and kind of that influence um, over there as well. Particularly as you go through the Arkansas Delta and get close to, to Mrs. Or, uh, pardon me, to uh, Memphis. But so the sauces kind of uh, can vary as well, um, you know. There are, uh, you know, you cross over, for instance, going to West Memphis, Arkansas. There's a, a Memphis-style barbecue joint there called Double J, and they'll use, they'll have the hot spicy sauce and the dry rub finish on the ribs because, of course, you're right across the river from Memphis. Then you go over to the west side, you get kind of more what I would call traditional southern-style barbecue sauce, which is a sweet tomato-based type sauce. I, the, the first thing that comes to mind is, is a famous barbecue joint uh, called McClard's at Hot Springs. Hot Springs, Arkansas, and that is that's almost like dead center in the in the state of Arkansas uh, as far as barbecue goes. And they've got a nice sweet tomatoey uh, barbecue sauce with just a little bit of tang, which goes good um, with uh, with pork and, and uh, ribs and anything else you want to put it on. So, kind of a traditionally sweet Southern style barbecue sauce, I would say, is, is found in Arkansas. They don't do a whole lot of uh, mustard or um, anything uh, anything else. Um, that you would consider kind of the eastern, maybe the southeastern styles, but um, it's kind of a tomato-based sauce. You go down to Louisiana, that's kind of similar. I always consider um, North Louisiana as kind of an extension of East Texas as far as barbecue goes. And I think that would particularly Shreveport going over to Monroe, Alexandria. The closer you get to Mississippi and the closer you get to kind of uh, Memphis, it'll, it'll change a little bit. But northern Louisiana, uh, you know, you get again, you get beef, ribs, pork. Uh, sweet sauce, which is kind of what you think of when you think of an East Texas style uh, barbecue um, as well. You go down into South Louisiana, it gets interesting. There's all kinds of, of course, we all know, uh, you know, North Louisiana is uh, is totally different than South Louisiana. We talk about Acadia uh, down in Cajun country. They've got barbecue for sure, but there's also these Cajun style smokehouses where they smoke tasso ham. Uh, and they, you know, they cage and rub different types of meat and, and smoke them in smoke houses and 
add those to different types of dishes, which wouldn't kind of shoehorn into typical barbecue, but that's kind of a unique thing down there. But I will tell you, um, this type of Cajun flavor, this, uh, the, the seasonings and these rubs, uh, and kind of that, uh, you know, not necessarily hot, but spicy that makes its way into barbecue sauces across South Louisiana and even into New Orleans, uh, where you've got kind of a Cajun style barbecue sauce, which is, um, kind of the flavors you think of uh, in kind of a Cajun seasoning mixed with barbecue sauce, and that can go on all kinds of meat. That's kind of a unique thing in South Louisiana, I would say, as well. And it's not too surprising about that influence. And then you go into Texas, and Texas is a huge state. Like I say, there's all kinds of regions, East Texas, there's Gulf Coast, there's Central Texas-style barbecue, there's North Texas, which is kind of a mixture of everything. And then, uh, so you've got different types of barbecue sauces across these regions. So East Texas, you think of a very sweet type of sauce that you find kind of a traditional, what I would call a southern style sauce, tomato bait. Give me a give me a place, Matt. What, what's your favorite yeah. East Texas sweet sauce? So, um, yeah, that's a good question. So, there's a place in, in Kilgore called the Country Tavern. We've talked a little bit about before. Great ribs, uh, sweet rub, hickory smoke, um, a nice sweet barbecue sauce, brown sugar, uh, not. Uh, we can talk about Kansas City later on. Not a not a molasses or, or terribly thick kind of sauce that you would imagine in Kansas City, but you know, sweet, relatively thin tomato base, some vinegar, brown sugar, a nice little addition to a sweet rub. People like sweet ribs in East Texas, so that's a great spot. The Country Tavern, that's a nice little one. Stanley's and Tyler as well. That's a nice sweet uh, type of East Texas barbecue sauce. Uh, people people in East Texas are certainly not afraid of sauce. Uh, then you you know. There are, you go into Central Texas, people think there is no sauce there because uh, you think about Lockhart and these other kind of uh, beef only on a, on a uh, white piece of paper. Hmm. Uh, but there is sauces. A lot of these places, they do offer sauces. There's a place called the Salt Lick that specializes in a uh, mustard style sauce, different than a South Carolina mustard. Um, sweeter, it does have a little bit of tomato in it, but it's a mustard based sauce with a ton of black pepper. Uh, the one thing I would say about Texas sauces, most of them, um, or is the presence of a lot of black pepper, um, particularly as you get closer to Central Texas. But Texas barbecue sauce runs the gamut. You've got yeah. Matt. You've got le- Matt, let me stop you because we've run out of time. I want to tease no you. I want to tease you. Next week we're going to continue the Red River rivalry of barbecue because we haven't even talked about Oklahoma yet. But there's a lot more I know you want to say about what goes on in the Lone Star State. So we'll talk about that. Plus, I want to get your tips on. Valentine's Day and barbecue. Did the two go together? You betcha. Oh, boy. And, oh boy. and we're going to talk about that on next week on the basically eve of Valentine's Day 2019 next week. Does that sound like a plan? That sounds great. We can talk about how to make your wife happy, but <laughs> G-rated. <laughs> yes, uh, we will do that with Matt Herman's Matt, thank you very much, and we'll talk to you next week. Can't wait. And a happy early Valentine's Day to you. Oh, that's sweet. You too, John. (laughs) Well, that will conclude episode 150 of the Y'all Show. Thank y'all very much as we leave Water Valley. It's been a great one day here in WV, but we'll be back in our normal broadcast international headquarters on Wednesday's Y'all Show as we talk ACC and Precious Harris with their music report. All that coming tomorrow. Until then, have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Y'all Show with John Rawl. Talk with a Southern accent.
So maybe you've got a big love for your sweetheart, but a small budget. Hey, we've got your Valentine's Day covered. Now with Sherry's Berries, you can love big and save big. Because now for just $19.99 plus shipping, you can treat your sweetheart to delicious dipped Valentine's strawberries. Watch her light up when she gets these ripe, juicy, delicious berries. Freshly dipped in dark, white, and milk chocolatey goodness. And covered in decadent toppings like chocolate chips and hard and glitter sprinkles. Only from Sherry's Berries. Just $19.99 plus shipping. And don't stop there because for another $19.99, you can add a dozen red roses to those amazing dipped berries shipped together at no extra charge to make her Valentine's Day unforgettable. That's Sherry's Berries for only $19.99 plus shipping and a dozen red roses for just $19.99 more. The only way to get this amazing deal is to go to berries.com, click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner, and enter code 1000. That's berries.com, click on the mic, enter code 1000. Berries.com, code 1000. Long ago, you wouldn't think of galloping on a horse while doing calligraphy. And you wouldn't have attempted to ride your bike while typing a letter. Yet you think you can safely operate a multi-ton vehicle while texting? Behind the wheel is no place to multitask. If you want to BRB, drive now and text later. Lives depend on it. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. A message brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration, Project Yellow Light, Noise, and the Ad Council.